0: All right, so we've been talking about full circle. Let's go to uh, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. I think we spent a lot of time talking about just the reality of the full circle of obedience. And, of course, full circle is the vision for this year for the church. Uh, You know, full circle in our relationship with God. You know, next level communion with God. Next level connection with God. Next level submission with God. Uh, Full circle in our covenants and our marriages. You know, knowing each other by the heart you know, knowing each other by heart, really next level in knowing each other by the heart. Uh, full circle in uh, our family, extended family, friends and loved ones, but vigilance, uh, restitution, restoration and reconciliation. You know, new levels in, 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 and I see God moving even in those particular areas. And we talked about uh, full circle and next level in Desires Grant, receiving the desires of our heart. Which, of course, the testimonies <laughs> speak to that. Um, interesting enough, are we at the beginning of the, the message we were just talking about the, the 10 and how within the, uh, the full circle diagram, there are really 10 circles going one way and 10 circles going the other way for a 10 10. This is our 10th year um, from the, our first service. And I talking to the Kellys, and it was their 10th year of marriage. And then they told me somebody else. Okay. But somebody else you said was married for 10 years too. Oh, Darnells. Well, I should know that because uh, I had to uh, abort uh, doing their uh, premarital and stuff like that because we were leaving and had to defer them to someone else. I remember that and couldn't make the wedding for some other reasons. So that was 10 years. So... So, uh, and number 10 is full circle. This was one of the meetings. Number 10 is full circle. Uh, so let's, um, <laughs> every time I pick these up, I think about the fact that I got glasses on the way now. So, uh are uh, coming full circle. I'm, I'm back to Keith with the glasses from when I was, when I was in elementary school. That's what called me, Keith with the glasses. And one, th- one lens was thicker than the other. So they was like, man, you could see the future with those glasses. <laughs> Kids are cold, right? Guess what? I didn't wear those glasses ever again. I'm serious. Like, that's not, that wasn't a joke. Like, I was like, I couldn't take the pressure. <laughs> uh, and look, full circle, back with glasses. I don't need you. I'm probably going to get all of it in the car. Now, babe, if you think about it. <laughs> You should have been wearing glasses the whole time. You wouldn't be dealing with stuff now. You're right, sweetheart. So Ephesians 4, let's read this. Um, Verse 1, it says, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk, you walk, take steps, operate, move with God, worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. The Amplified says it this way. Um, It says, so I, a prisoner of the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is to live a life that exhibits, number one, godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. You know, you know, to walk worthy or make your calling and election sure. So, it's, it's For me, it's saying, okay, embrace the full circle. You know, like walk worthy and look at the considerations here. A life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. All right, let's go to Colossians 1. He's meditating on some things, me and my wife. Um, some, you know, we have a leadership meeting coming up Friday, and, and you know, what's so tough about leadership as I was—you <laughs> might be seeing this—I was talking to somebody, imploring somebody that that's, I'm close to that's a leader to understand that people need your heart, not just your, your uh, direction or commands or—I'll or just leave it at that, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to incriminate nobody. Uh, but, but, and so we was meditating on leadership and I think it's sometimes leaders get into these positions, I think they mean well, they have the right intent, they're called and they get into positions, but they skip their full circle, they skip their process and their preparation. And so because they skip these things, they don't develop the, uh, godly character and the moral courage, the personal integrity and mature behavior. And so now instead of communicating the prophetic, they're communicating personal preferences, Right. You know, uh, or they're communicating what's comfortable for them or what's going to make sure they're not exposed. But a leader shouldn't be worried about being exposed. I'll tell you ahead of time, a leader doesn't know everything. You know, and if you're a man of God, you definitely don't know everything. If you know everything, then you wouldn't have to depend on the Holy Spirit. And if you know everything, you don't know what everybody needs at the time that they need it. So no matter what, you got to depend on God. And so, so I think sometimes people skip they think it's okay to skip certain things. So as, as we're growing, and I get why too, because these leaders may have had people leading them. that got intimidated by them being uncomfortable with the process. So to pacify them, they go, okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Cause I just don't want to get no heat. and I don't want to not be liked. So they get, they comfort you at the, you know, so they will be liked at the expense of you getting what you need to be a true leader. You were going to be a leader anyway. But do you wanna be a a leader that's just crushed as soon as you get to certain levels of pressure? Do you wanna be a leader that actually doesn't just obtain but maintains and reproduces other leaders? And so there's a process that you have to go through. And uh, we're gonna talk about some of this Friday with the the leaders, but uh, I did a class in ministry school, uh, spiritual authority. And one of the things uh, Watchman Nee says in his book, only the specially disciplined should be given authority. So in our culture now, people, specially disciplined is not what people are even striving to be. They just want the authority. They want the position. They want the title. But they want to skip this being specially disciplined. And it's that that's, that's, you, you're cheating people because somebody's going to be growing up and they're going to be specially disciplined waiting to get their level of authority, but you're going to suppress them because you're going to be trying to hide what you don't know because they're going to seem like they know more than you. But if you keep evolving in God, you'll be specially disciplined and you won't be insecure and have to be defensive and hiding and manipulating people at every level because you don't know nothing. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, uh, it's uh, God's process it, it may be excruciating, but 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 it's it's really trying to assist us. God wants what you want more than you. He just doesn't want it to be temporary, and he doesn't want it to crush you, All right? All right. So Colossians one is another scripture I think I, we should uh, uh, lock in on here. It says, "For this cause." Now let's let's I may have to amplify a version of that too. Yeah, let's do let's let's let me read it out of a different version, the Amplified version. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purposes. It says, and in understanding of spiritual things, so that you will, look, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord displaying admirable character. So, so not just character, but that's admired by anyone watching, right? Moral courage. See, you can be moral, but you need courage to maintain that morality in the midst of some of the pressures of this world, right? And personal integrity. Look, to fully please him, look at this, in all things, Right? Bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in the knowledge of God. Steadily growing. So, 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 with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for his precepts. Ooh, that would be interesting. We pray that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power, according to his glorious might, to attain every kind. Every kind. There's various kinds here. Of endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints, God's people, in the light. Oh, I didn't share what verse? Uh, uh, my bad. Uh, 9 through um, 12. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. I'm sorry, sweetie. Right, so, so, so again, as I was talking about last week, there's a... There's a Everything God do does is customized for the position we're in, and so sometimes we look at, we decide whether we're going to receive based on on our tolerance, like we said last week, not our obedience, or we we base it based on our tolerance, not what's needed at the time. So we'll say that's enough because I've heard it too much, versus I still haven't changed yet, you know. Uh, So I coached the team, I coached the high school team. So I started out, I was was in college, you know, I played uh, uh, for a semi-pro team and, you know, you got all these strategies, you learn all these plays, slash offense, this, that and the other. So I I, I whipped it on them, I had all these plays, but we couldn't execute the plays. So I had to break down the plays to uh, fundamentals because I realized we can finish the play, run off this screen, come over here, come here to catch. But if a person does not set their feet, don't know triple threat, don't know how to catch and follow through, they're not gonna make the shot. So the play looks nice, but you ain't making no point. No, no, you're not scoring. Or if you don't teach people how to pass, you know, the person getting a bad pass and they can't make the shot. So I said, man, forget all this, man. We just keep breaking it down. So, so our practice was just fundamentals. A matter of fact, for the rest of the season, all we did was fundamentals. If you watch these kids, I have old tape on film. Like you see the ball moving, Uh, like, they won games on fundamentals and no plays. So so why did I do that? I can have all this high-level what I want to do, but sometimes people just need the fundamentals. And so God doesn't jump to high-level things until we've completed some of the simple things. But it's not a punishment, trust me. You'll see uh, when you see the outcome. Let's go here to Ephesians 4. Ephesians four. I think this is some of the why. You know, when you think about why this is some of the why. Uh, fourteen, Ephesians four fourteen. It says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by sl- by the sleight of man and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into Him. In all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amplified. Let's read the Amplified again. It says, so that we no longer, we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships in a stormy sea, and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, changing the suit to the person that's sharing it, right? It says, by the cunning and, tr- the, the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. But speaking the truth of love, in all things, both our speech, look at this, both our speech and our lives expressing his truth. So not just what we say, what we do. Let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. And so so, so these particular scriptures are just talking about Embracing our full circle, bracing our full circle. Because sometimes we, 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 we all have dealt with different mishaps. Like I look at my life, and when stuff happened to me, some things I thought was unfair, uh, undeserved. So, I, okay, I left college. I went to upstate New York. was working with juveniles for a while. And I was about to get fired. This guy called me in the office, and, he, and he's about to fire me. And, and I, I was very edgy back then, you know, very confrontational back then. <laughs> right? And so, so, so I probably didn't even really hear what he was saying. I was just like, what? This, that, and the other. So I'm breaking this guy down. Now, first of all, he can fire me, but I'm, I'm, I'm blasting him. And BC, day, B.C. days, I'm cursing too. I'm, I'm blasting him. And so it's just going this, that, and the other. And then he made this statement. He says, so, so he says, we can, we can talk about this all day. He says, but I'll tell you what. If you don't change, I don't know. I might have had a few days or weeks. You're gone. And so I'm walking, man, get you this, that, and the other, you know, because you, know, you know, I just I, I was blowing up stuff all the time. I, you know, I was a walking time bomb. And when I walked out I, I, you know, I heard, for whatever reason, I heard what he said. And I started to reflect. I said, wait a minute. First of all, I never even paid attention to what, my behavior. I'm, I'm Filling out my timesheet as if I worked overtime, but I pretty much just set up watching a movie with the kids They're supposed to be in bed, but I let them stay up. So, and, and had this one guy where from time to time we would drink, but we would put it in orange juice. So one of the kids comes to me and says, hey, can I get some of your orange juice? But I knew he knew what was in it. So my philosophy is, well, he already knows what's in it. So the kid told on me. <laughs> So I had all these lists of things and I looked back, I said, wait a minute, Keith, you are not, you're not operating in integrity. You're not diligent and consistent. Yes, everybody's doing this. The people that I learned it from the people that are supposed to be my leaders, supervisors and stuff. And I said, you know what? Let's switch this thing up. Why don't you do what the job requires, whole lot less pressure? And I flipped the whole script. In the next six months. Matter of fact, elevated to the point I had all types of positions and, and different things like that. All types of raises and money. But, but you know what I, th- I thought about? It was me the whole time. But if you was talking to me, you would think it was them. Sometimes we need to sit back and say, why are they addressing us? Why am I hearing this over and over and over? Not that I'm hearing it. Why am I hearing it over and over? Some of the situations that people did us wrong, did we allow it? So, so I'm in a situation, I'm in, not me, um, we have, uh, you know, we always use Pete and them. So let's use uh, Hassan and Malika are in a relationship, right? So Hassan and Malika are in a relationship, and uh, Hassan and Malika actually grew up as Christians. They grew up as Christians, and so, so they kind of meet where, you know, they, they, they're going to church, but they're not, they, they haven't really been all in. But the Lord is really getting on Malika that you need to get more serious with your relationship with me. But Malika's looking at Hassan and going, well, Hassan ain't really, you know, doing what he needs to do. So she's almost like, I know I need to go to another level, but I ain't doing what Hassan's doing. But the Lord's constantly, she sits down with her aunt, sits down with her grandmother, sits down with a friend. Constantly, everywhere she goes, you know, she watches a movie. It, there's all these signs, where she's kind of like hits, a, hits the override button, and her justification is, well, Hassan ain't really doing what he's supposed to do. And, you know, they're going back and forth and stuff like that. And so, she, so she, they get into a situation where they're offered uh, maybe a little more compromise. So Malika knows this ain't the move, but she looks at Hassan and goes, well, Hassan's cool with it, so I'm cool with it. So then they, they, they start to get involved in this level of compromise. When they get to this level of compromise, I could be smoking, drinking, you pick what you want. Um, and now what happens is their, their marriage start, starts to be, go through, It starts to get unstable, start going through craziness. Well, Hassan ends up leaving her. And so now she's bitter. And she meets somebody, she comes to church, and the person's talking to her in church, and she's going, well, I just don't, you know, God's all right. But how could God let this happen to me? Right? This, you know, like, you know, I mean, I, I loved Hassan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but the whole time, God brought Malika and Hassan's life so Hassan can become the man of God he was supposed to be. But because Malika compromised, she didn't, all she needed to do was her, her assignment. Hassan's life spiraled. And everything was lost. But she couldn't see all the the, the clues and the offers to be obedient that she ignored. All she could see is the results of pain. But not the details in the process of did you do was your obedience fulfilled at every step of the way? And so so there's there's some situations where God has given us warning. And, and, you know, as Lou was saying, when he was at the uh, uh, Bojangles, uh, I was going to crack a joke about that earlier, but I, I'll, I'll get you later. Uh, uh, and he was led to pray. Well, and that was, so some of us are being led to do different things, but are we shutting off that signal? See, that's, this, that's the opportunity to be obedient. That's a part of your full circle, Right. And so sometimes we're missing these opportunities of obedience, we're hitting our, our override button, and then we find ourselves in situations that um, we're blaming God for. All right, so as so, so, a matter of fact, don't take my word for it. Today, sit down and say, God, show me what, what I haven't seen. And, 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 and if, 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 if somebody's done you wrong, sit down with God and say, show me my part. Because you can't control them. Just, now, I'm, what I'm saying is, if you ask God that question, He will answer it, and you have to be willing to accept it. Right? right? Just say, Show me my part. Yeah. Yeah. All right? So sometimes people want to keep playing in life. You know, don't want to grow up, stay a child. I always give you the testimony. My ne- I remember my nephew was like, Why do I got to grow up? And he was just being honest about what other people, matter of fact, uh, that young man told me that too, at the same age. You know? And, um, and, and these two people are just being honest about what we all think through. You know, you feel life pulling you up, but you're like, man, but I'm, I'm good right here. You know, like who wants to deal with responsibility? Well, you know, some people never grow up. You know, they never, they, they keep playing. You know, they keep not taking responsibility as if it's okay. Or somebody's uh, feeling the heat of their choices for them, right? And so, so we... Uh if we get to a point in our life where every time we go to another level, we're willing to let go at that level, we'll find ourselves maturing. But if, every time we go to a level, we, we tighten up more, you know, like, like we got to put our hands on to be in control. That's how kids, kids, when they start saying no or they don't want to, they're trying to establish a level of control. You know, at this point now, they don't trust the uncertainty of where they're going because now they recognize I'm going someplace that may be uncomfortable. But when they're young and they, they're blind, they're just going along, right? Hey, I need you to go here. Okay, okay, you know. But then they get to a point, ho, ho, why are we going there? Okay, well, you got to break down to me why is this important. You know, so something shifts, right? And they, they just start to question what will be the effect of rising to this new place, Right? And so, so, so some of us have been like that for years. Guys telling us to do stuff like, I don't know. You're going to have to give me all the information before I make that move. Like I need to know the outcome and, and what level of guarantees, what type of assurance policy has already been taken out. Um, because I'm not just going, just, you just want me to go? You know, no, I need more information. Well, see, that's what's called faith. Faith is your assurance and your guarantee, right? And so, so this is the thing. The reason why we have to mature because schemers play off of immaturity. They play off a of lack of clarity and focus. They play off a of hurt and pain. That's what they play off. That's what they're looking for. People to exploit. You know, because what they'll do is they're soothing your pain while they're stealing your purpose. You know, so you get into situations you hurt, and you get into this next situation, and the person soothes you. So your is not on. You just want Something to comfort you. And so you get comforted by the whole time they're stealing from you. Then you recognize they're stealing from you. Now you're hurt all over again, even doubling. Right? But they're they're exploiting the fact that you, would you make that decision if you wasn't hurt? Now, stop for a second. Would you have made that decision if you wasn't hurt? Whether you're hurt, whether you're going through pain, whether you're betrayed or you played, you still have to make the decision that's best for your life. We don't get a pass because we've been hurt. Let me tell you, most of the jacked up things I've done in my life which caused delay in my life is because I was hurt. I woke up hurt because I was, was I was in a foster home. I was with strangers. So I'm, I'm, I'm waking up mad at the world. Yeah, like, right, all the time. I'm pretty much mad all the time, 24-7. Like, you know, just don't, don't touch because he may explode. Right? That's why I said I was edgy. Oh, Lord, I know y'all from college is probably like, oh, let me come and tell you the story. Because I, I, I had people tell her I was in a fraternity and the guys called the meeting one day and I sat, I sat, I was sitting on the outside of the meeting because I didn't like engaging people. So I really didn't want to be at the meeting. But then I heard my name. So I, I, I moved my chair into the meeting. The whole meeting was about me. I, the whole time I'm sitting in another room and the whole meeting was about me. It's like, man, listen, man, we just, we, we don't know what to do. Like, you keep cussing everybody out. There's young ladies that when you talk to, they wanna. They come up to us and say, well, hey, uh, uh, I want to, like, ask him, you know, to come back and talk to me, but I'm afraid he might cuss me out. I mean, that's how I was. Like, if you ask me a question, you better come right at the right time because I'll just cuss you out. And so, so, so it was like, come on, man. Like, you're, you're, you're wreaking havoc on the campus. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, and I was like, is it that bad? Because, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't, I'm not cussing me out. I'm cussing them out. So I'm not feeling nothing. And then, the, you know, I talk to somebody, go about my business. Somebody come back, what did you say to that person? I said, like, what are you talking about? You know, I, you know, I just said, that's why you ain't got no friends now. And I just went about my business. The person's crying and everybody's consoling them. And, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just leading carnage in a way. Like, you know, just replay. Oh, that's why you ain't got no friends now. The person really didn't have friends. So that's the last thing they want to hear. But that's how i was rolling and so so what i'm saying is is I, I didn't want to grow up see see that was my protection see if i just snap on you i don't want not have to hear the truth two i don't have to be responsible for nothing three you ain't gonna get to me to show me flaws that i can feel bad about because i'll destroy you if you come anywhere near me remember i talked about the landmines teaching oh listen i had landmines bazookas I had laser, <laughs> like I had all types of stuff. You, you weren't coming nowhere near my heart. You couldn't help me because I wouldn't allow you to. Uh, I'm talking to somebody. So schemers took advantage of that because all they had to do is, is soothe me. So then I opened myself up for dumbness, right? Because now, would I have made that decision if I wasn't hurt? You, and you're, you're, you haven't been hurt? And say, man, just forget it then. You ever, you ever, you ever did that? Yes. That would be an amen. We just say amens all around. Right? Right? And so when you say forget it then, what do you forget team? When you say I don't care or, or what's this line, I'm going to do me, that would be what God's designed if you were really doing you right. But do me normally means forget everybody. So when you do that, do you understand all that you're forgetting? It hasn't happened yet. Right? So you're shutting out, you, you're blocking yourself against hurt, but you're shutting out hell. Right? And so you got to ask yourself, would you have made that decision if you wasn't hurt? See, this is the thing. To be able to navigate, hopefully I'm messing, not messing you up more. To be able to navigate through, through pain is what forges greatness. And, and, and we're going to find out here today, we're not getting around pain. Pain is a part of life. Listen, these are some great kids that have just been birthed in here. Ask the mamas. They were birthed through pain. Yeah. The most wonderful thing in their lives came through pain. My God. You ain't getting around it. Right. Right. Okay, you might say, I had a supernatural childbirth. How about the child growing up? Right. How's, that, how's, how's that going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Talk to me about that process. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So you ain't but but we we're trying (laughs) to no you you just stand still. The scripture says, be still and know that I'm God. It says, fear not stand still. Right? See the salvation of the Lord. Be still. That scripture, that's a circumcision scripture. That's saying, stand still. To take the cut so it can cut away what's not needed. If you move, something vital may be cut. That's good. That's, good. That's what it's saying. So, so same thing. As we're going through a process, we get cut. Why do stand still and talk with God first? Don't react. Something vital may get cut. All right, so just think about that for a second as we continue to talk about this, All right? This, this embracing our full circle. Right, so, so, so we said soothing people soothe, you, soothe your pain and steal your purpose. So the remedy for bruises and breaks in life is not comfort. That is not the remedy. Um, but discomfort on the way back to strength. So when you go through bruises and pain, comfort is not the remedy. So you think it is, but it's not. Right, so, so so if you think about it, when you if you break something, I, you know I'm an athlete, so I've, I've I've broken, I've broken, you know my arm, my patella, you know all types of things. But I notice something. Even if it's something minor, if I'm bruised, I still need ice. This woman right here can't stand ice. Not even for a little while. Like, babe, you just twist your ankle, you just need to put ice on it. You know, you know, athletes, right? Babe, just put some ice on. No, no, <laughs> she, she don't like ice right? But keeping it real, when I ice something, first of all, I can't, I've never done an ice tub and it probably take a miracle from God for me to do it, but, even, but it heals you. People do ice tubs after you know major games and bruises and all types of stuff because they come back the next day, their body is healed because that ice takes care of the inflammation. But it's painful. I know this because I tried to get an, an, an ice tub, jump right out that bad boy, I can't, I, it could can be as hot as it want to be, but ice, no, 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 I'm just not, no, I'm just not that guy. I just had to hurt the other way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like without it. So what I'm saying is, but look, uh, ice, even if, you know, so, so when I injured myself, you know, uh, there's the process of ice, but there was, uh, when I broke my patella, there was light movement, but the movement was causing pain. Why can I, how come I couldn't move my knee all the way? Matter of fact, I couldn't do this. I was like this, I couldn't go like this. We had to work towards me doing just something like this. So it was light movement at first, right? And it was, dis- it was discomforting, that light movement. And then it was advanced movement. Then it was active physical therapy, like, okay, you can, you can handle, uh, I was on this shuttle machine where you, you lay back, but you, you jump. You jump straight up, you jump left, and you jump right. But that's, that, that's still not maximum impact with a lot of weights, but still, that's an active physical surgery. Then there was a look, look, then there was a return to range of motion. Full circle. There was, there was a return to range of motion. And see, so, so what I'm saying is, God, we've been bruised and we've been hurt, we've been in pain. So God is trying to take away the, the, the initial pain with maybe some ice that's discomforting. There's some light movement. See, see, I'm in pain. You don't want to move forward in what you were doing. Whatever is, you don't want to move forward in a relationship. You don't want to move forward in a job. You don't want to move forward in ministry. You don't want to move forward in the church. You don't want to move forward. So, but we got to get you back to strength. So there's light movement in the direction you was going. So when I was walking and I broke my knee, I couldn't say I'm never going to walk again. This is what we're doing. I'm in pain. It's justified. Oh, no, no, no. Y'all going to walk. I'm not walking. I just broke my patella. No, no, no. And it was excruciating pain. My patella was on top of my thigh. Well, part of it. Right? So, so, so then there was, there was a little more movement. But, but I'm telling you, we was in there. At the, so, so you got some, 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 some lady that's not in the shape I'm normally in, almost talking to me like, come on, bro. You going to take it to another level or what? Like, you can move that more than that. And you're looking at this person like, really, we doing this now? You know, but I'm submitting to somebody. And it was painful to move those weights. It was painful. Matter of fact, I felt I, I had decided I'm done with basketball. I had never had an injury longer than six weeks. It almost took me a year just to shoot around on a basketball court, and I was limping then. I, just, I was just limping. And, and, but it, it was painful. Then, then I looked at my leg. When I first got out of the cast, I was like, what happened to it? It was atrophied. Like, how am I going to get this back? But it was a process. Because you've been broken and because you've been bruised, it ain't over. If you, if you give God the opportunity, he can bring you back. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It might be some light movement at first, yeah. right? Some advanced movement. There's some active physical therapy, yeah. That's good. spiritual therapy, yeah. right? Then he'll bring, back, bring you back to range of motion, so now you can pick up where you left off. You see what I'm saying? But, but you can't, like when I broke my patella, I didn't go from breaking my patella and then the next day, Hey, you you ready to go? <laughs> let's, let's hoop. Let's go. No, I didn't do that. And keeping it real, even when I was allowed, able to play, had to play with a brace. And guys used to tell me, I didn't know it. They said, yeah, well, I can tell you, you're you still favoring your knee. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I just scored 25 points. He said, nah, dude, you have, we're used to you with an explosion you don't have right now. So it took a, some years for me to even get that back. You see what I'm saying? But I kept moving forward right? Forgetting the things that are behind me, I can't, after a while, because this is what they tell you, they tell you, like, with an injury, you got to be able to forget it. Because I can't be on the court going, oh my God, am I going to break my patella again? I just can't do that. I'm not going to run, jump, or do nothing ever again if I'm still focusing on what, the pain I experience. So I have to forget what's behind me and press towards the mark of the prize, Right? Some of us, if we left to ourselves, we'll never walk again. If we left to ourselves, we'll never walk again. Scripture says, walk worthy of your calling. And so that means embracing some of those integrity things and some of the things that we talked about in character, returning to embracing those things. You know, because it's amazing how we get hurt when we give up on our very character, our moral integrity. See, not because we're trying to be evil. We feel that we're justified because something happened to us that hurt us. Right? I mean, is that? I'm not saying this as a pastor. I'm saying it as as a person just like you that's gone through that. Oh, I I done shut it down many a days, but nobody told me this. Somebody told me because I wasted a whole lot of time in shutdown mode. You know, it costs you a lot, don't it? Then I wasted even more time trying to defend the shutdown (laughs) Justifying it. Well, you don't understand what I've been through. All right, so this is going to take some patience, right? You know, patience is a full circle lifestyle. It's going to take some patience. Um, Patience will pay for every believer who patiently leaves the results and details of their purpose in the capable hands of the Lord. I'll repeat that. Patience will pay for every believer who patiently leaves the results and details of their purpose in the capable hands of the Lord. And so, 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 when, so when you're hurt, God is hoping you go to his rehab, right? Put, leave everything in his hands. You see what I'm saying? And, and trust that, like, like I had to leave everything in the hands of the, the therapist. Well, Quite a few times, you know, because I broke my patella. Then I came out here and I had surgery on my L5, and that's that's how we met the Everett's. Uh, Everett's Everett. uh, sister Donna was my therapist, you know, because I even I had work on the L5. I said, "Go ahead, scope it." I figured, "Okay, you scope it. I'm ready to go." No, I could I could walk, couldn't do nothing. I had to get my strength back, you know. Same same deal. So I was so I'm trusting the therapist, right? I'm trusting the therapist that I'm going to return to, to ke- be capable of doing what I did before. God saying, hey, you've tried to heal yourself. You've tried to help yourself. Could I have a shot? See, that's what embracing the full circle is about. It's embracing God's process and trusting, leaving it in the capable hands of God. Even though it's uncertain and you, you feel like, well, if I don't do something, nothing's going to happen. Don't you feel like that sometimes? But, 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 but be still and know that I'm God. Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Very few people have experienced, have experienced God's salvation, his deliverance, because they panic and they put their hands on it. You know, they just panic. In some cases, they're not even giving God a shot because they've been so hurt, they stand under their own protective custody. Let's look at it here at Hebrews 6. And I think, you know, I know we're ending full circle because we're going to have the relationship boot camp uh, starting this Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do a, a parent section on Wednesday. And then, um, of course, Sunday, me and Pastor Mel will be back at it for the whole month of February. Will I tell you the term? Hebrews. Thank you, Jesus. I was so emotional yesterday. I didn't know how this sermon was going to go today. Not about the sermon. Just, <laughs> the pastor has a life too. <laughs> have people he care about and he loves too that go through stuff. All right. So Hebrews, beside y'all, we already know I love y'all, but I, I do have other people in my life. I know it's hard for y'all to believe, but <laughs> there are other people I care about also. <laughs> Okay, uh, so Hebrews uh, 6, did I say 6? So we'll start here with verse, well, we'll read verse 12. It says that you be not slowful, but followers of them who, th- who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So, it's so, so God has equipped us with the faith, but it takes faith, and patience to inherit what God has for you, to go through your full circle, to embrace the process, to embrace the process, to heal through the pain and the bruising and things of that nature. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Some of these scriptures are familiar. We're just applying them to what we're talking about here. Hebrews 10, and we'll lock in here on verse 35. It says, "'Cast not away, therefore, your confidence in the Lord,' Which has great recompense of reward. It says, for you have need of patience, it says that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So there's a confidence that going back to therapy, that after I've completed what I need to do. Matter of fact, each time I've had therapy, because I especially time I'm a basketball player, I'm like, okay, so when I get back to basketball. So the whole time I'm thinking, when I get back to basketball. Then I remember it's like, you might not want to run distance. Well, could I run sprint, stairs, something? Like, like see, but, but I didn't say, I know what to do. I actually yielded. Okay, so, so, so am I ready now? Am I ready? You know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we ready now? Like, but, but some stuff I didn't have to ask. If I couldn't move my leg, I know I'm not ready. But you yielded. So, so when God's saying, give it to me, he's saying, trust me at my word and let me guide you uh, to healing. Let me guide you, let me get you back on track to what I purpose and plan for your life. Could you just give me a shot? Like, you, uh, I told y'all last week, uh, me and my wife was having a conversation and I was telling her, you know, you know as you grow you, you, and especially as a discerner, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, so you, your head's always on a swivel. You're making sure, okay, is that person on the up and up, that person legit, What's their motive? Now, I'm probably different. I discover wrong motives, but I don't say anything all the time. Sometimes I even let it play out, but, I, but I'm, I'm aware of a lot of stuff. You know, people find out was like, oh, I knew this, 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 that, and the other. But there's some things I don't know. But, but, but the bottom line is whether I know or not, God is saying, I didn't call you the pastor for you to, to do all that. My head's on a swivel. You be obedient to what I told you to do. See, it's not our job to, to protect ourselves, to cover ourselves, to even feed ourselves. That's God's job. So anytime we try to feed ourselves, we feed ourselves the wrong nourishment, and sometimes we lose our minds. Our minds are all over the place because we're, we're, we're trusting our care to our heads, to our hands, to our understanding. When the scripture says, lean not to you on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. You see what I'm saying? So, and we actually think we're going to have a favorable outcome leading to our understanding. Establishing our own righteousness. Yeah, I was talking to my brother last night and my brother said, he said, he said, you know what? He says, Keith, it's real simple for me. He says, if I see something coming, I'm going to tell you, hey, you might not want to do that because that's going to lead to that. He says, he said, but if you do that, don't come to me now. Now, I'm not like that, but, but, but he said, uh, this is not uh, negative because if you call him up today, he'll tell you the entire how I roll. So he, made, he, he, he told me, he, said, he says, I told somebody, don't drive on this particular freeway. You know, because if you drive on this freeway because of where you are and you're driving, you're going to have an accident. The person goes on the freeway, has an accident. They call them up and say, hey, uh, such and such at the hospital. He says, well, I see them when they get out. <laughs> He, he said that because he said, I told you not go on the highway. You had access. I'm not saying God is like that, but what I'm saying is God's trying to, God's saying we really don't know what to do. The uncertainty is still uncertainty when we're making our decisions. Does that make sense? Like, it's still uncertainty. So when we, but we're, le, le, we're leaning to our understanding and we don't know that what's ahead. God does. So it's not, our job. even you know, even when, uh, before Adam and Eve sinned and started to cover themselves, it was never their job to cover themselves. It was God's job. You see what I'm saying? He said in Matthew 6, he says, "The lilies of the field," and he told about the birds. He says, "Hey, they don't work hard, but I take care of them. How much more will I take care of you?" Then he said, "I know you have needed these things. I know you have need of resources. I know you have need of food. I know you have these needed these things." He said, "But." Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. He's saying, don't chase the things, chase the king. You see what I'm saying? Like, he, he's, he's trying to say, hey, take your hands off of it. He says, be careful for nothing, right? Worry for nothing. Through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful, full of care for nothing. Scripture says, cast your cares. Don't carry them. But something in our default things that we'll get a favorable outcome by carrying the cares or using the cares to justify a choice. That's dangerous because that's, that's pulling you out of a relationship with God, okay? All right, so I so, so, uh, gave you that. Philippians 1. Let's go to Philippians 1. Because God's been giving us these clues the whole time. So we talked about casting out away your confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise, right? We just read that in uh, Hebrews 10, 35, and 36. Philippians 1, verse 6 says this. Talks about confidence too. Look, being confident of this very thing. So he's even telling you what to be confident of. That he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, the interesting thing, when I read that scripture, it says he began this work. He started the project. He equipped us a certain way. He gave us a certain mind. He gave us these eyes. He gave us this type of body. He gave us this type of, he gave us the gestures, the hand movements, the thoughts. Like, he fearfully and wonderfully made us, began a work, and we're going to take over the project? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we, 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 real, we look at it from that angle. Just like when people decide they're going to change, you know, they go, so God made them a particular way. And they decide they want to change how God made them. Well, you just going to take over the project? And the interesting thing is you can, you can take over the project and change how God made you. But now you've equipped something. You've equipped yourself a certain way. You're not prepared for what's coming. God made you to handle everything that can come at you. When you start to change, when you start to take on the wrong things in your mind, you start to take on the wrong things in your body, you're... you're twisting or perverting God's original design. And so now you're not going to be able to handle the windstorm that the devil's about to send your way. Because the only thing that can handle it is God's design inside of God's heart. See, that's, all, that's, that's the only thing that can handle it. You, by yourself, apart from him, we can do nothing, John 15, 5. It says, uh, Genesis 2, 18 says, it's not good for man to be alone. For that reason, we're going to lean on and understand it. I've said that a thousand times. We're going to oppose ourselves. We can deceive ourselves. So he's just saying, trust me with your care, right? You actually embrace your full circle preparation to be ready for what's inevitable. For him, it's inevitable what he purposes you to do. It's just not inevitable that you'll be able to handle it. So all what you see and dream and believe you can, you, yes. That, hey, I'm gonna give you information at a time. Yes, you can do it. But I couldn't say with confidence, yes, you can handle it. That's what the, the preparation in the full circle is for, to assist you in handling it and, 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 and maintaining it to a point where other people can benefit from it so they can grow and handle stuff. And people can benefit from them. And now we're fruitful, multiplying, replenishing. Right? Which is our, the instruction we got in Genesis. Nothing's changed. Right? All right. So, I you, let's go to chapter 2. I always read chapter 2 with chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have... Now, this is, this is a, an uh, assumption here, right? It says, Look. As you have always obeyed. (laughs) So it's assuming you always obeyed. It says not as in my presence only, but now much more. So I'm obeying even more when nobody's watching. Much more in my absence. Look, work out your own salvation. We just talked about the salvation with fear and trembling. It says for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. He's, he's, he just needs to be allowed. We have his treasure hidden in an earthen vessel. We just be allowed to yield. If we yield, God will work it all out. He'll heal you from the pain. He'll work out the craziest situation in your life for good. Hey, can you guarantee your, 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 your backup plan or your audible, because it's not a backup plan because it's a reaction to pain, can you guarantee that's going to take you to fulfillment? And are you willing to risk everybody that's connected to you on that choice? Because you get into your fulfillment, it's not just about you. It's about your children. It's about anybody that's connected in your life. Are you willing to risk that? Just, I mean, just think about it. Because, and, and, and that's not like a, a reprimand or rebuke. That's like really think through what you're doing. Because we can't heal ourselves. Jesus is the healer. He, we all have a purpose. His purpose was to mend the brokenhearted. Right? Set that free to captives uh, uh, recover sight to the blind. His, his, his job was to help them that are bruised. Right? So we're supposed to go to him when we're bruised. That's, that's what his job is. So, so full circle is our place of deliverance, right? That faith and patience inherits the promise. Let's look here. God, we don't want to talk about patience. Let's go to James. James chapter 1. Uh, verse two, scripture we've talked about here, I'm sure quite often, but uh, it says, my brethren, count it all joy. Didn't say it's joyful. It says count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or different uh, times of measurements or different tests and trials. It says, knowing this, so I'm counting it all joy when I fall into these, these painful situations because I know something, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have its perfect work, its complete work, that you may be perfect and entire. Look, one to nothing. And so, you know, for years, years ago, uh, the Lord gave me a visual of, of like, uh, patience trying to get a job in our lives. You know, so patience comes up and says, hey, man, you know, I'm just trying to get a job, you know. Uh, I heard this, you know, uh, you know, I think I'll be a major asset to your company. And like, I don't know, patience. you know, uh, right now, the position that you're applying for, um, I've got a uh, fear employed in there, worry, you know, is his cousin, uh, cares, is his second cousin. And, you know, I've kind of been with them for a long time, man. I just don't know. I just, yeah, you know, I, I just want a job, man, because I just get a job, man. I mean, I, re- I think I can help your company, man. I really can help your company. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, nah, I mean, I'm just, I'm so used to. Uh, these guys. And they really, in our board meetings, they give us all these worst case scenarios to consider. And you know, I, I mean, I just, you know, at least I have an idea of the possibilities of what could possibly happen. And I just don't know that like, you know, just, I don't know if we're ready for you patients. But the scripture says, let patience have its perfect work. Employ patience, yeah. right? It says you'll, you'll want for nothing, right? And, and, and so God is trying to take us through this process. We've aborted uh, all the things that God has set up for us because we haven't been patient. Like we, 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 we've taken spiritual bribes. You know, a moment of pleasure here, a moment of pleasure there, a little drink here, a little smoke there. At the we're, not, we're looking at what we're getting in the moment, but we're not recognizing the cost. But if we were patient, would be like, that's nice, but I'm waiting on something. <laughs> now, I'm just going to go through the process, right? And so, so we look at a lot of our pain. Our pain is because we aborted or, or we fired patients. You know, what do you call it? It was unlawful firing or something, <laughs> you know, without cause, <laughs> Right? And so 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 we gotta give patience back a job back. Look here at Romans five. Romans five. Okay, good. And we'll start here at verse one. Romans five starting with verse one. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Um, and rejoice in hope, in expectation of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. See, see, it's, it's, it's similar to having counted all joy, right? We join tribulations also, knowing that tribulations look worketh patience, gives patience a job, and patience is experience and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Right, so, so, so remember uh, I read this the other week, uh, 2, Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, as Paul said, lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation. It was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan above buffet me, lest I should be exalted through the abundance of revelation. He said, I besought the Lord thrice, uh, you know, pretty much uh, uh, relieve me from this. He says, he says, my grace is sufficient in your time of weakness I am made strong. So Paul said, I, therefore, I, I rather glory. In, 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 in infirmities and distresses and tribulations, knowing this, when I'm weak, he's strong. See, all, all the pain and the, 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 the mistreating and the, the, the conniving, all it could do really is destroy your flesh. But if you handle it right, it's going to release your spirit, man. It's going to release power. If you succumb to it, it's going to destroy you. So that's all it could do is weaken you and strengthen him in you. And, you know, you need, we need to get us out of the way anyway. Yeah, so, 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 so pain is not an opportunity to retreat. It's an opportunity to move forward. So the scripture says, uh, Romans 8, uh, 18, and verse 28, um, I'll, uh, I'll just, you don't have to go there, but it says, for the sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us right? Verse 18. Then verse 28 says, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So all things work together. Look at that full circle. So no matter how, whatever happens, if you keep moving, completing things, it works out for your good. God will take the pain. He'll take the bruising. He'll take the crazy and convert that into power and blessing and favor if you allow him to do it. But, 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 but just like uh, when you miss a turn, you miss a turn, you don't blink your eye and you're at the right exit. You've missed the exit. So what do you do? You travel further down the wrong road, get off an exit, get back on another exit, come back down the wrong road to get to the point where you missed the exit. But but guess what? In your GPS, what does it tell you? It never goes, Melanie, man, turn the car around. You knew that was the exit. I just told you it was the exit. It never does that, does it? Uh, uh, she's at exit 28 uh, 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 get off at exit 29 make a left you, know, you make a left make another left get back on uh, 77 drive down to the exit she wants to go the whole time it's moving her forward GPS never tells you to go backwards right? never it just gives you the next best step from where you are and so when you're in pain, there's a next step from there. Hey, it's light movement, though. Then there's another step. You start picking up momentum, there's some advanced movement. Then you start picking up some more steps, and you may physically get involved. Then before you know, you're back active, right, because you have gained some strength. And then before you know it, you're, you're not only back at full strength. You're stronger than you were worse before. So I was running stairs the other day. And um, so I felt a tweak in my right knee. I had the surgery on my left knee. And the first thing I said to myself, my nef- I don't have no problems with my left knee. My left knee feels stronger than my right. This is the patella I broke. <laughs> so it was stronger after the pain than it was when I had the pain. But suppose, man, I'm done. I'm just going to sit around the house. I'd be on medication or something. You know, yeah, ever since, you know, ever since I had that... Lou, you know, back in the day, sister, I had that knee. I was talking to somebody he's about 40-something years old. It was like, yeah, I used to ball, man, but, you know, my knees, man. You know, my knees could get out there. I go out there. And I was sitting there going like, bro, like I was 40 like 18 years ago. <laughs> like, 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 but it's, 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 it's if we move forward. It's, I'm not special. I just can't, I can't retreat like that because of pain. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and I'm not saying that as a pastor. I'm saying that as, as, as a, a veteran of pain. <laughs> not Some of the stuff people have checked out from God forever. And I know some people that have. But for me, what I want is more worth than what I'm experiencing. Like, if, if I let pain do me, I'm going to leave that alone. The Lord told me not to share that one because <laughs> somebody would have twisted the wrong way. All right, so I just got to be obedient. All right, so we already talked about your obedience being fulfilled. So pain teaches us to calmly tolerate delay and refusing to be provoked by it. Pain, I mean, uh, patience teaches us to calmly tolerate delay and refusing to be, be uh, provoked by it. So our process uh, in getting full circle is where we learn to yield our rights to Jesus Christ so that we're able to wait for him to honor his promises in his own timing and as undeserved blessings. So, so when we start to say, let me handle it, that's not patient preparation. That's us rushing through some things. And so God just wants us to be patient. Like for me, to, to be astute, I'm, I'm a student of the word. When people teach, you know, people tell you, matter of fact, I got notes. Uh, uh, Lou Collier taught this. Minister Lamar taught this. Uh, Zipporah taught this. I got all types of notes. But it takes diligence and patience for me to, to hang in there, to stay locked in also. See, the scripture talks about this. It says, don't faint in your mind. So, so so where you where we're attacked in moving forward starts in our mind first. Think about it when you if you are studying something and you're trying to get understanding, so you, you get a little bit of understanding, a little bit of understanding, but then you get to a point where you're like, man, this seems complicated. That's the point where you could break through. But well, what are we tempted to do? Ah, right, that's enough. What, what do we do? We fainted in our mind. You know, you, you're having a challenge with, your, with a family member, with your child or, or, or whatever, and it seems overwhelming and frustrating. So, but you, you, you're trying to find wisdom and trying to pray. But sometimes you get to the point where you go, man, can't nobody do nothing with them. What happened? You're fainted in your mind. The scripture says, don't be weary in well-doing. You'll reap if you faint not. If you don't give up, like, so, so we challenge ourselves to complete our full circle. Um, we're going to be talking about full circle probably throughout the year because it is division, but to press beyond where you are, you know, um, because you, you can wake up 10 years later, find yourself in the same place, blaming God all because we wasn't, we wasn't moving beyond the light movement to the active movement. To the advancement. You know what I'm saying? We just was stuck in that same funk, in that same rut. All right, let's stand on our feet. That's all for today.